Good day to you. Thanks for tuning in to the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way. Look, I am... Man, am I on hiatus? <laughs> Can I officially say I'm like... Am I on spring break? What's the deal? I'm recording only two or three podcasts the last two weeks. I don't think something's wrong with me. It's an interesting couple of weeks going on here in my life. I continue doing a lot of very, I what I would consider for me personally, very deep studies that continue to get longer and longer and longer and... As I immerse myself into it, it's just kind of consuming all of my my spiritual thought patterns are within the context of what I'm presently giving myself to, but yet I can't talk about that in the podcast because it's not done. I, I hold back and show restraint towards certain topics that I'm presently studying because, you know what, I want to squeeze every drop out of it and I want to be willing to wait to share in its entirety a more full perspective of what I've come across. And so, man, I'm just having a hard time. The only thing I want to talk about primarily is within these two studies that I'm presently doing, but yet I just can't quite open the lid on that yet. And so, man, I'm just, I'm having a hard time because everything that I'm I'm thinking on the meditation of my heart is just like towards these weighty matters, but yet I don't, I don't yet feel positioned to really give myself to openly talking about them in their entirety. And so I'm not going to limit, I'm not going to limit myself to just kind of brushing up against these topics. I'd rather continue to labor into them and put them into a future mode <laughs> of when, when whatever time God gives me a green light to kind of, I don't know, take the lid off and pull the veil back and just kind of let it be whatever it will be. So thank you for your patience. The Lord's teaching me some things that like, I'm just convinced for me they're absolutely from Him. I'm, I'm not giving myself to outside sources towards them specifically. You know, like I, I talked to a brother about this just the other day. And it was just kind of a casual conversation about spiritual matters. But what he said was like more profound than he realized because I was just sharing how I just feel like a student and, and, and the father, the, the great teacher... The Holy Spirit who teaches teaches us all things is just like, oh my gosh, it's just like this, it's this unloading of, of truth from my perspective, from my perception into some matters that I've had a position towards, but my, man, it's going down deep. And so what this brother was saying is like, man, if the Lord's just teaching you, then like, just ride that out first, you know, glean what you can from what the great teacher is revealing and then just like, give it some time. And, you know, I've never really had a problem of running to other people to be my source, 
And so I'm just rightly sitting back and like, I want the Lord to just teach me. I want to literally be a student. You know, there's a reason that we see throughout the timeline of, of God dealing with men, of how he deals with men through other men. And I'm telling you, that's why there's such an issue within the, the present condition of the church is, as I'm always saying, the teacher-student mentality has basically disappeared. Men don't truly train and teach other men in this church age. It's every man for himself. And it has cost the maturity of the body very greatly. We are ignorant students. We're unlearned. We're untrained. Well, in that, aside from that, kind of a little compartment to the side of that, is, is the rightful time before the Lord, the great teacher... Let's be all let's be all like serious and say <laughs> the rabbi of all rabbis, Rabbi Yeshua. <laughs> like let's look at the scripture and just talk from a place where people just get all weird and don't like saying things like that. Like, well Jesus was just a cool dude who who taught some mystical parables. He was just a good teacher because he was God, you know. There was so much more going on within this than I think people for the most part want to talk about. He was the teacher of teachers. Why? Because he was the perfect personification of a spiritual God-man. He was merely an example and a demonstration for us to follow in. We are under his teaching, empowered by the Holy Spirit, who will teach us all things. We learn. We perfect our understanding the best that we can, submitted to the Spirit, and then we do likewise. We make disciples. We teach. We train. We multiply. What do we multiply? We multiply the seed. Man, the seed was not given to me to just make a little greenhouse in my own home. It was made to be cast out upon the sea, upon the ground of other men. To multiply the duplicate. <laughs> getting all worked up. I can't even speak. The, dupli <laughs> the duplicity of the kingdom. Men. God men making God men. The seed. The seed is the father's. For those who are in the lineage of the Son, we're looking for hearts that are turned over, broken up, fertile, ready to receive the eternal seed of God. I'm, I'm chuckling at myself when I can't get things out. And like, if I was a professional guy, oh man, would that be edited? But you know what? Who cares? All right, so I've only got a few minutes, and so this is absolutely going to have to be brief for sure. How many times have I said that and then I talked 34 minutes? All right, I don't think that's going to be today. This is very light. This is very simple. This is elementary teaching. Tadpoles. <laughs> Frog eggs. Three weeks ago, my, wife, or my son and I, we were down 
at a very small body of water on our property. And when I, I can't even say pond. It's a giant puddle. <laughs> and it's only there when, at certain times of the season. It's, it's filled in over the years, even just the few years we've been there. It's filled in greatly. It doesn't hold much water anymore. And as my son and I were out on our property several weeks back, he, he called me over. He said, Dad, look, there's frog eggs all over the place. We had been getting tons of rain. So there was actually water being held in this little area. I don't know, 30 by 20. And there were hundreds. I, man, I might, I, don't, I might not be exaggerating to say a thousand or more frog eggs in this small amount of water. I mean everywhere. Well, I told my son, why don't we gather some of them up and take them up to the house? It's a fascinating pattern of creation, this, this development of, of these frog eggs into frogs. I thought, well, hey, let's just, let's just have a little science experiment and grab some of them. So we made some minor preparations. We got a small bucket of water and we grabbed, I don't know, I think we ended up getting a dozen or so frog eggs. We put them in a little aquarium up at the house and we have been feeding and tending to them for the last three weeks or so. Well, here's some things that are interesting, okay? I'm a spiritual thinker. I can't help it. It's the way God made me. I don't know what it is. People have called me crazy and, and just a little too much, and that's fine. I look at things, and I just see spiritual application. I don't know what it is. Call me crazy. But there's some interest, interesting facts within these frog eggs in this little experiment. Okay, so frog eggs, if you don't know, which you, of course, probably do, they're clear. They're these little clear spheres with a dot in the center. They look kind of like an eye. And in that center is the little frog embryo that kind of becomes elongated and hatches into a very small, odd creature, the tadpole. Of course, we know it swims about very fish-like. Within mere days now, these eggs hatched and became these tiny tadpoles. Now, here we are three weeks into this, and they are, I don't know, an inch and a half long each. Very fish-like, have these long fins. And, and they're, I would assume they're getting close to the part where they sprout little legs which is going to be very fascinating to actually watch unfold in our house. But here are some things within this, and look, put on your spiritual thinking. Okay, let's think like spiritual men, and let, let's learn from creation. Like, all of creation is declaring the awesome works of the Creator. The glory of God is in every blade of grass and piece of sand, if we're looking. And so here's some interesting things for you to chew on according to your spiritual man thinking. Okay, so these eggs, I, we read into them, of course, to learn what's going on and, to, and kind of time out the process of what we will see. Well, like I said, within a couple days, these eggs hatched and they're swimming around. 
why is that? Okay, so let's point out some some interesting points. It's it's obviously warmer in our house than it was outside. Still is, of course, here three weeks later. But in the conditions that were inside of our house, the environment changed. The eggs hatched very quickly because of the just average temperature of the inside of our house changed the environment of the water that they're in. The temperature of the water stayed up, and so the process was accelerated. We know that because a week or two later, after they had already hatched and were almost an inch long in our house, my son found that the eggs down at the pond had not even hatched yet. They didn't look a whole lot different than they had two weeks previous. Why? Cold. Different environment. Different conditions. Y'all understand where I'm getting at, right? This, we, don't need to, we don't need to simplify this anymore. The power of conditions. The power of environment. Those frog eggs in one environment were like advancing, flourishing, growing quickly. The, the growth process quickly advancing. Now the others that were left out in the cold, not much change, not much growth, not much, even not much noticeable difference at all, not much noticeable change whatsoever. All right, well, let's take this spiritual principle even further. They continue to grow in our house. I mean, like, noticeably larger as each three or four days pass. Eating more, more active, moving all around. It's fascinating to see them. I've, I've, never, I've never watched the, the life stages, the life cycles of a frog. <laughs> Call me nerdy, that's okay. And then, as recently as maybe three days ago, my son comes back. He had been down at the pond again. And guess what? Well, as does happen with regularity, the pond had dried up. And guess what? All the eggs dried up themselves. Dried up as well. No life. Do, do I need to make this clearer? <laughs> so let's make this all, okay, well, let's bring this in for spiritual application. Friends, let's just keep this simple, right? Let's just... Let's just walk really simple-minded today. Environment matters. Your environment matters. Whatever, let's even use a word, culture you are within will affect your growth. Your Your environment that you place yourself within and that you move about within, that you operate your life in and under, will dictate your growth. If you are in an environment where it is not conducive for life or for growth, you will not thrive and grow. Can we, again, can we just use simple, simple, simple examples from creation? If you are in an environment conducive for growth, where you are being fed and nurtured, And in an environment that will cause you to flourish, friends, you will flourish. You will grow and you will mature 
can we even dare say quickly? You can advance. You can change. In the life of a frog specifically, there's a metamorphosis process going on. It's very, very similar to caterpillar to butterfly um, principles, which we know is in the scripture of the word metamorpho. There is, a, there is a literal change to be made for humanity, that you are one thing and you literally become another. You do realize that is what is for you, right? That is the purposes of God for humanity, is to literally be transformed and to metamorphose into something else to be changed. And we are changed and we are being changed. Friends, I would I would I would like to say I would like to propose an example. Is it possible that many Christians have been changed but they are no longer changing? I would say that many people I've known in my life have been changed, have been moved in from death to life, but they've not continued the change. To me, it's the continuing um, resurgence and coming to the surface of the story of Lot's wife, Lot and his family, being delivered, being removed by the sovereign hand of God to the city boundary. And, but then told, you know what? Hey, keep going out. Keep going out. Keep moving. Keep, keep, oh, keep coming out from among them. You've been changed. You've been delivered. You've been set free. But friend, do not stop here. This is only the beginning. Friends, salvation, regeneration, our metamorphous process is only to be the beginning. The culmination of mankind, the culmination and purpose and intent of the church is not to get you saved. More importantly, the pattern of God and and the extension of himself through the Emmanuel reality to redeem and purchase mankind is not just to redeem them and leave them alone for the rest of their days. It is merely to empower man to be changed and then thereby walk out changing. Sanctification. Continually changing and growing. And listen, friends, your environment matters. What you watch, what you listen to, what you eat, what you say, what you read, every single thing is creating an environment. You're creating an environment for your growth. And you can be stunted, You can be held back. You can be restricted and restrained improperly so. And you can go so far as being in an environment that actually ends your life. I would say that's very possible. It can actually terminate what was meant to flourish. What was meant for another greater purpose. To be truly in life. So friends, can we just take a simple example from the animal kingdom? Let's just be a little bit lighthearted today, okay? But let's learn. Let's learn in the process. 
These tadpoles are thriving exponentially, growing like freakishly fast. Why? Because they are in an environment that is for them, that is advancing their growth. It's advancing their change. It's advancing their metamorphosis process to to even more quickly than the natural environment to get them further along faster. Friends, I believe the spiritual principle is within this. I think we are in an age where the Spirit of God is looking to advance humanity according to the rightful pattern of a man walking and living every moment that he can in the perfect spiritual environment that is conducive for his growth. Studying to show yourself approved. Praying in the Spirit as a spiritual man. What you, man, every single thing. I don't even have time to go into all these things. But friends, we've got to sit back and we've got to, we've got to take a hard look at the environment we're putting ourselves in. Do you scrutinize the things that you allow to come into your life? We need to examine the environment and the conditions of our inner man, this temple, and of our households. If you have children, man, you better be, man, you had better be before the Lord seeking his face saying, God, eradicate, or well, we eradicate it, illuminate every single thing in me that is not a conducive environment for my children to be trained up in the way that they should go. Teach me, Lord, how to have a house lorded over by me in rightful submission underneath your lordship in authority to execute the dominion and government of God in my home so that we have an environment where the Spirit of God thrives in my wife, in my children, and first and foremost, in me. Friends, I think that this isn't a fast track like, look, if you do these five steps, man, you're going to be a a spiritual, superhuman God-man. This isn't a recipe like that. This isn't a fast track. I'm not promoting a fast track reality. I'm saying environment is key. The, The conditions that we place ourselves within intentionally will affect our spiritual maturation and growth, period, hands down. I've seen it firsthand in my own life. When I finally got serious and I said, you know what? I'm done trying in the ways that I've already tried. I'm done laboring in my own strength. I'm going to take the way that I saw on my Messiah. I'm going to commune with my Father. I'm going to abase myself and my will will die. I am going to forsake the patterns of the world. You know what? We're coming out. We have been delivered, we have been rescued, we have been saved, we have been moved and transferred from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of the sun and his awesome light. Yes, I dwell there, but guess what? We're going further. We are going to do everything that I can come up with that is scriptural and right to do to prepare us to have an environment in our home, in our hearts, to grow to grow, and to keep growing. To be changed, what? Into the likeness of the Son. We are called to be the the image of the invisible. Just like the firstborn of many brethren, that should be our lives. That should be said of me. 
That should be said of you if you live in Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. It's his life, not mine. And it will cost us something. We have got to investigate our environment. We've got to know our conditions. And we've got to give ourselves as much as we know how to creating through the leading of the Spirit to establish an environment where we grow and we flourish in the things of the Spirit. So friends, can we learn from frog eggs and tadpoles? You better believe it. You better believe it. If we want taught, listen, if we want taught, we will be taught. If we want to be trained, oh man, I believe the Father wants to teach and train his sons. I'm going to be a son. I will hear the words of my great teacher. I want that. Do you want that? I pray that you do. I think the teacher's wanting to teach. The Holy Spirit's got a whole lot of volumes of things to teach. We need to come and say, oh, great teacher, I'm pulling up a chair. I will be your student. Help me to establish an environment conducive for me to mature and to be sanctified and to be changed into the image of the invisible. And if people see me, they see the Son. And if they've seen the Son, we know they've seen the Father. So we can reveal the awesome glory of the Father when people look at us, if we keep going out, if we keep being changed, being changed, and being changed for the rest of our days. Amen.